episode 355, how to undo the shit the modern world does to us. Gareth Riddy. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man. As a coach, keynote speaker, and best-selling author, it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best, the very best, the struggles, the action, and to share the real journey with you. Please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com forward slash book. This episode is sponsored by Ted Accelerator. If you do want to do a TEDx talk, and that is something on your list for 2019 or even 2020, if your answer is yes to any of that, your best lesson to my free TEDx Essentials training that you can easily find in the show notes this episode. Jump into that and please, you know, if you have any questions or someone you know wants to do a TEDx, please don't hesitate. AdamWalkerUK at me.com is my personal email. That'll jump straight to me. Get to the podcast. Hey, welcome back and thanks for sticking with me. If you've been, uh, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you wonder there's a little bit, a little bit of a break here been a very busy time and to sum it up ultimately i had a major hard drive meltdown not me personally my actual computer <laughs> it's been a challenging month or so so and i've got loads i've been doing lots of interviews been doing them on my backup laptop and so now for the next couple of weeks there'll be no individual episodes from me myself and i but obviously you can always reach me through all the links in the show notes and on social media adam lewis walker but I'm going to be sharing back-to-back great guests and great interviews. In the past month, I've done the Red Bull 400 and finished in the top 50 out of 1,000. It's where you run up a ski jump. Um, uh, <laughs> it's been very busy. The boys are finishing school in the next week or so, and we're going back to England in the next, within the next two weeks for a month. So it's busy, busy times, but I will get the podcast back up and running. All the tech now is sorted. So I'll be just making sure you have lots of episodes to come out over the next month. So it's going to be great guests to share. So enjoy. Please do reach out. I've been working hard with my TED Accelerator group. We're well into the process and there'll be a new group starting that process at the end of the summer. So please do reach out with me. And as we're going into the autumn, that'll be the time then if you want to join the group, obviously individually, you can reach out to me anytime and we can get your, can actually take, I'm taking signups for that now and there are, they are limited. So anyway, I want to share with you this week's guest. This was episode was done, was recorded at the end of last year. So really want to start sharing these episodes. We've got lots of great guests. So let's jump into the show. I hope the start of your summer is going beautifully and I will speak to you all very soon. Cheers. All right, this episode is all about how to undo the shit the modern world does to us. So that perked my interest, and it's definitely why I want to speak to Gareth Riddy. So Gareth Riddy is a one-to-one coach whose offering is very different from the classic personal trainer. Okay. The modern world is evolving at an unrelenting pace. With that pace comes increasing demands on our time and attention. Yes, technology has made our lives more convenient, and we are living longer, but are we thriving? Are we healthy and are we have happy? Many people are living in pain, both emotional and physical. Movement capacity is shrinking, trapping us inside our own bodies. Sleep deprivation is considered normal, as is low energy and our ability to focus is dwindling. Okay, Gareth teaches you how to honor what it is to be human so you can thrive in this modern world. So before I dig too much into it, because that was getting me interested and excited as well, Gareth, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Yeah, man, always, always. Awesome. So I love the title of your book. See, I love books, Thank but you. not all books, obviously, <laughs> but I love the title of your book. I think the title is very important. So 
what are you all about? What do you, would you like to add or highlight to that introduction I gave you? Okay, so what I'm all about really is uh, bridging the gap between what human beings need as an organism from uh, literally a biological, physiological, emotional, spiritual standpoint to what we have today, which is not that great. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. what we're made for and where we are are two very fucking different things. <laughs> so my whole job really is to kind of help optimize human beings so that they can thrive in this modern world because there's no getting away from it we have to live in it so the whole idea is to get people better so they function better is the long and short of it awesome so i'd like to jump straight in with the origin question so where are you originally from where are you speaking to us from today like what did you want to do growing up and what led you to this uh, you know this this point because as i say you there are a lot of trainers out there but definitely you stand out and obviously we we give people the background as well we met um, reasonably briefly not as much as i'd like to have uh, spent the time i spent there at an event uh, both speaking at an event in the uk so just kind of fill in the gaps and tell us a little bit about your origins okay so i i live in a little town called basingstoke in uh england uh grew up here i wasn't born here but i grew up here so i've been here since, since i was a kid uh really when i wanted to grow up I wanted to be an astronaut. That didn't work out. I wanted to be a policeman at one point, but then I got Don't told this weird, but you look like you got that kind of. You look like a policeman. I think you would have made a good policeman. You, I get that a lot. Police or military, a lot of people say because I've got quite a good posture. I hold myself. Yeah, well, you and you, you're quite a big dude, and look, and like you don't take no crap. I think you, I think it, I think the streets would be safer with you giving a few people. A <laughs> no, you're not allowed to do that nowadays, but that's uh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, I like I like to say so. Yeah, so that was my my original dream as a kid, but then I got told off by a policeman for throwing stones at a car when I was about eight. So I, was, I hated police from that point on, and I cried. And uh, and then like. It was weird, kind of, as a teenager, I never really wanted to do anything. I got into drugs and alcohol, like real low self-esteem type of stuff. Yeah. Um, got into a lot of trouble. And then the first job that I could actually do as an adult that I could hold down for any length of time was a doorman because it meant I didn't have to get up early. So that was cool, you know. <laughs> and then from there, I got into health and fitness because I was badly asthmatic. And I don't know if you've ever tried, like, fighting people while having inhaler breaks is very unproductive <laughs> so i had to get fitter <laughs> and that led me down the health and fitness path and then from there it's kind of led from one thing to the other over the years i worked a lot with training fighters and general population and in the last few years i kind of got much more into the health and wellness the healing aspects of it the mental side of it that's kind of really been my big driver for the last five years i reckon Awesome. So tell us a little bit. I'm sure we'll talk about it later in the episode as well. But so when did you make the jump to author and how did this book come along? And what, you know, obviously a lot of people have a book in them, but it never makes it out. I mean, the percentage of people that get it out is so small. So, you know, how to undo the shit the modern world has done to us. Love the title, as I mentioned. But how did that come around and why why do it? So, um, it's kind of something that I always wanted to do. And I, I kind of felt held back in, in how well I could reach people. So it kind of seemed like an obvious thing to do. And I, I liked writing. Mm. So I thought I'd give it a go. And I was, I was running into a lot of problems with people. I was finding a lot of people were suffering. And I've kind of, basically, I've been driven by one question for quite a while now. And that is, is if us as human beings are the most advanced species on the planet, you know, we can send people into space, we can, we can tour like this, the other side of the ocean. Mm-hmm. 
then how come if we're so advanced and this amazing species, why are we so fucked? Mm. And why is there like uh, illness is so high, chronic disease, obesity, all this type of stuff. Do you know I mean, Pe- people are suffering compared to how advanced and magnificent a human being can be. Yeah, it just doesn't so make sense. Kind of really, like that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes no sense whatsoever, does it? Do you know I mean? So that has really been my kind of driving force. Was just kind of really putting together stuff that I learned over the years that I think are crucial for health and happiness for a human being as an organism. And I put it all into the book and wrapped it up in a little system into the letters of my name just because I thought it was funny. <laughs> and and uh, thus it was born who helped awaken your alpha so was there ever a, a person either from afar or someone that inspired you or someone close and local to you that just said the right thing at the right time there, there, there's there's been people all, all throughout my life during the, there was like my first ever mentor in my personal training days um there was a guy called dave fleming who's probably my biggest educational uh, influence Mm-hmm. Uh, he taught me about being an AMM practitioner, the Academy of Applied Movement Neurology, which is a big, big part of what I do. I went to um, an event called The Power to Achieve. Is that Andy Harrington? Yes. Yeah, it, it was his event. It was like a three-day event. Yeah. And it was all building up to a big kind of emotional, psychological repatterning process at the end. So that that was really the turning point. I came out of that and went, right, I'm going to write a book. Yeah. And like, that, that was what did it really. It was like a big three hour process, lots of tears and stuff. And it was intense and it kind of opened the floodgates. And I've been running with it since. The how to undo the shit the modern world has done to us. You touched on that. You said, yeah, there's this bit of a system in there. So what would you say are some of the, yeah. the, core, the core framework or how does someone undo all this shit that's happening to us from yeah. the outside? So, so like, I'll start with like the first bit. So the first letter is G, letter of my name. So I fit a couple of things into that, and that is about what we need physiologically from the environment, right? So I talk about barefoot earthing, which I call grounding in that because it fits mm-hmm. in my name and it doesn't fit normally. <laughs> and also our relationship with light. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit. that make more sense, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. So let's go about the earthing first, or grounding, because we're talking about Gareth here, the Gareth <laughs> principles, as I like to call it. <laughs> so the earth, right, is a big electromagnetic ball, and... All, all life is electromagnetic in nature. Okay? So it's a constant flow back and forth between life and Earth. It's just normal, yeah? Except for us living in the modern world, we become very isolated and cut off. So there's no longer that, that transference of energy anymore because we live in cars, we live in houses, drive cars, all that type of stuff, right? And um, it's also a source of free electrons, which is great for, you know, dumbing down uh, free radical damage and giving us a source of energy. And it's stuff that we became cut off from. So that's a big, big one is making sure that people learn to, well, they're getting back in contact with nature because we are nature. We're not separate at all. You know, we like to think we are. And most of our problems come from the fact that we are not. Mm. I mean, the, the further away we get from nature, the more trouble we get in. Yeah. Daily. I mean, do you, is it just as broad as no. that? Or is there any, for you personally, how do you sort of reconnect with nature in that way? So I make sure that I earth daily. So I've got like um, some wires that go into my house. They're connected to the floor outside, literally. So I can literally earth through the conductive nature. So it goes in the garden and I'm sat in the sofa, earthing all the time. So I get those electrons when I'm inside just to reset. It helps settle the nervous system down, blood pressure drops, you sleep better, inflammation levels, all that type of stuff. So I do that religiously daily, first and last thing each day. And as much as I can, depending on where I am. If I'm at home, I can do it more because I've got my wires. If I'm not at home, then 
have to go out and about and hug a tree or whatever, depending on yeah, the weather. I was going to say, what's your ideal? That sounds like a nice, consistent way that's almost, you know, now you've got it set up excuse proof, but what's your preferred method? Isn't like, yeah. is it hugging trees or <laughs> what, are you, what is your preferred method? Just walking about on a grass barefoot. Oh, well, the, the best method, getting in the sea because you're surrounded by, oh. by it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're all drawn to nature. If I say to you, what's your favorite relaxing scene? What would it be? Um, going down on the beach and just going for a walk in and out of the trees on the beach, like the sea. Oh, love it. Love it. Yeah. yeah everybody is, isn't it? So mm. that, that's my preferred, but obviously we have weather and things yeah. to deal with. So yeah. sometimes I'll do it for mine. Awesome. Okay. So we've got G. What's the A? Yeah. Let's, let's roll for um, it. Let's go back. We'll go back oh, yeah, into G. Light, though, just it's important. Light, yeah. which isn't really G, but I fit it in because it's about our environmental factors. Grounded, yeah. Grounded, we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so light, it's all about our relationship with light and our circadian rhythm, our body clock. Yeah, so there isn't a single biological process we have that isn't affected by light in some way. And all light is tied into light on the planet, everything. So when it's, when it's daytime, the light signals to us that it's daytime and our brain activates us and gets all our neurotransmitters, chemicals, and all that type of stuff ready to go and do stuff in the daytime. We've got shit to do. It's daytime. We've got to get up, right? And then in the evening, the dark will signal to our brain it's nighttime and it'll alter, alter our chemistry and gets ready for rest and digest and repair and regenerate and detoxify and all that type of stuff. So based on that, uh, we have certain organs which are more active at certain times of day within that body clock. And if our body clock becomes out of whack, then our organs can't do the things as efficiently as they should do. Our body clock gets a little bit funny. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, for instance, let's say the thyroid, right? The thyroid is meant to be most active in the daytime because its whole job is to ramp up our metabolism to release energy for us to use. Yeah. Now, if, it, if our body clock is out of whack, our brain thinks it's a different time of day than it is, sometimes it can become more active in the evening, which means we end up getting really all hot and shit before bed. Mm -hmm. so it's just like that kind of stuff, make sure our body clock is exactly where it should be. You know? And it can affect everything from sex drive to how we metabolize sugars, metabolize stress hormones, all that type of stuff. So basically, yeah, it's about respecting light. Mm -hmm. And in the book, I talk about... Um, blue light from screens, artificial blue light, back, backlit screens, which is very, very strong, very artificial, strong light. It's one section of light as opposed to full spectrum in the rainbow, yeah. right? So it's very aggressive to us and it constantly activates our activating system. Yeah, and that is a real common problem of the modern world. Like we're literally doing it now. I mean, what, what, because I'm sure that comes up a lot and a lot of people ask you about that. And what are your yeah. thoughts to, you know, to undo that or to at least limit the damage, combat it, basically. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm very fortunate that, that what I do in terms of my hands-on therapeutic work, I'm very fortunate that I know how to adjust the body clock back to where it should be. So I'm lucky for me and my clients, I can do it all the time. But for people that aren't, like everybody should have a blue light filter on all their backlit devices, just a standard, it, need, it needs to be done. Yeah. Because we're not designed to have that amount. So you can download them on apps, you can get like glasses. I've got some glasses at home. Yeah. I've got a couple of pairs downstairs. Um, that's the first port of call. The second one is when it's nighttime, you need to let the brain know that it's nighttime. So we need to start limiting our light exposure and definitely staying away from screens when it gets closer to bedtime. Yeah. Um, and the others are get outside as much as you can around light because it signals all kinds of other stuff. And really just respecting the body clock. 
like if you're going out at night at the weekends and you're out till three, four in the morning, getting pissed up and clubbing and whatever, and then the next day you're laying in bed for another three, four hours, you're putting your body clock out again. Yeah. So it's, it's like giving yourself jet lag every week. Yeah. So, yeah, I say to people, go to bed and get up at the same time, regardless of whether it's a weekend or not. Yeah. There are times, obviously, we have social lives, you know, we may have like a wedding or, or a big event, so do it. Just be There's aware and be mindful. Yeah, but, you know, you, you're talking about general, daily, weekly life. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. So they're kind of the main tips. And um, eating breakfast is a big one as well, in terms of our circadian rhythm, our body clock. That kind of ramps everything up for us. Oh, awesome. And not eating too late. Okay, well, this is, I mean, this is an interesting one, because I know, obviously, we have the intermittent fasting thing. What are your thoughts around that? And obviously the fact you're just about eating breakfast and I know intermittent fasting, you can obviously, you can still eat breakfast because you can have that eating window just starting early. What are your thoughts around that? Is, 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 have you met, experimented with that yourself or? Yeah, so intermittent fasting is great. You know, I love it. It's, yeah. it's a very, very useful tool. Um, it, it doesn't have to be separate from this. But if somebody's struggling yeah. with their body clock, then I recommend that they do it early. Yeah. And eat first thing. You know, if they're not struggling with their body clock, then, then do it the other way. Eat later. Yeah, that's why I like the flexibility about that. Like you say, you can just finish eating earlier in the evening and just start in the morning. Cool. Yeah. So, gee, I'm, I'm loving this. I'm glad we jumped straight into the, the Gareth <laughs> principle. So, A, yeah, tell us about A. A, so A, what do I talk about now? A, I talk about um, attention. So, really paying attention to what we do. So, or, you know, as I like to call it in the modern world, mindfulness. You know, mm-hmm. if we sold it as paying attention, nobody would buy it. <laughs> um, so it's really about quality so there's quality and attention is there? the more attention yeah. we pay to something the better it will be whatever it is whether it be cooking a meal or our relationships or how we exercise or whatever that that's kind of a big yeah. big part of it and our brains love love attention the more attention we pay to something the more the brain wise and healthier the brain is particularly when it comes to movement um then i talk about awareness which is more about you know conscious associate from the automatic roundings of the mind or the shit stirring dickhead as i like to call it uh, <laughs> so it go, goes into that <laughs> yeah, and that's a <laughs> love it keep on going man just <laughs> <laughs> okay we're going into r are we yeah let's let's do the whole yeah. thing let's do the whole thing i'm loving okay, it okay okay so r i've got two in r i've got one uh they're both reclaim so i've got reclaim your um in a child, very mm. important, because you know, as, as we get older, we, we end up with all kinds of problems, um, a lot of learned fears and habits and all that type of shit. So it's really about having a bit of fun and learning to give less of a shit about other people's opinions. Yeah. Which is big, isn't it? Kids, kids don't care. Yeah. They'll run around with you, you know, mud on their face, clothes all fucked, and they'll do what they love to do and they'll put themselves all in. Us adults will like, oh shit, who's watching? <laughs> um, and the other R is reclaim your movement. So I talk about movement, obviously very important. So as human beings, we have more capacity for complex movement than any other species on the planet. Okay? Movement is very much part of our humanity. And it's that fact that we can move in such a variety of complex ways that enabled us to do all the stuff that we've done. Build it, build everything, you know. Yeah. So it's very much part of our humanity. And um, our neurology is very much tied into our movements. What enables us to have such a large brain, because our brain is made for movement, essentially. So I really kind of talk about that. Movement is very important for our health and happiness. And we don't move enough. Mm. And we end up in trouble, you know. <coughs> you see it all the time. You know, people 
people don't move a lot, their posture will adapt to that, and their, their muscles will tighten, all that type of stuff. And the more they tighten, the less people feel good, and then it kind of yeah, creates a bit of a cycle. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, I mean, I don't move. I just feel, yeah, lazy and grotty and just feel worse. And Yeah, you've got to move, definitely. Mm, yeah. And then E is uh, expressing... Oh, I went for two with that one again, actually. <laughs> went for uh, expressing your creativity. As creativity is a human need, we are creators. You know, it's, it's what we do. When you do not have a creative outlet, you're fucked. Mm. You know, I don't know if you've ever tried not creating anything or worked from places <coughs> where you can't be creative. <coughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you are, man. Yeah, just having a little sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> you treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I've done stuff where, where I'm not allowed to be creative and stuff, and I, and I hated it. Like school, oh, I hated yeah. school for that very reason that it didn't allow me to be who I was, you mm. know. And you see it all the time in the corporate world as well. It's massive. You know, so many people are, are not allowed to have their creative input, and they've got to fit in certain boxes, and it makes people very, very unhappy, which yeah. I'm, I, I'm saying probably the majority of people would be fair. Mm. And then the other E was express your truth, which is, you know, just, just fucking be you, eh? Yeah. Love so, it. I mean, as soon as you try being somebody else, you're in trouble. We yeah. all know that. We all know that. At our very deep core, everybody knows that. Uh, then what we've got, T, is about taking control of your information. So that very long, clumsily. I didn't say I fit into my name well, but no, I did fit. No, it's A. I, I like <laughs> it. It's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> cool man yeah t is to take control of your information which is really about what we take in will dictate what happens coming out you know it's our neurology functions on an input output basis we put shit in we get shit out if we sit watching bullshit on tv we will feel like shit yeah if we watch more empowering stuff or we read or we educate ourselves then we grow you know it's the same with exercise if you do the same thing all the time you end up very linear and you end up stuck if you do fuck all you end up fucked if you eat shit, you feel like shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Yep. <laughs> and H is about helping others. We're human beings. We're herd animals. You know, all our neurology, our instincts, our drivers are tied to the fact that we need to help each other as a group collectively to evolve. You know, we're not isolated. We're, we're humans. We live in communities. And for me... I've only ever been happy when I've worked in roles which provide help for people. If you put me in something where I don't feel direct help, I feel awful, like warehouse jobs, building jobs, anything like that. Yeah. Although they do provide help because I didn't feel that direct. Yeah, that connection. Awful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I need that connection. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. No, I'm with, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, just thinking about that, I can relate a lot to that sort of side of things. Okay, cool. Well, unless there's anything else you want to say to kind of sum that up. I loved it. That was cool. And yeah. it's like, no, I'm a, and it's a great overview of the book as well. I think anyone who's interested in that should get the book. I mean, we might have touched on it a little bit in your origin story, but was there ever like an awakening moment where you thought, and it may have happened a few times where you thought, this is it, this is what I'm going to do. And you really sort of, like you say, found your path where you, you know, you've undone the shit the modern world does to a lot of people where you think this is it. Like you, 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 you know, you're living how your truth, basically, how you want to be, and you, you you've got that kind of satisfaction, that fulfillment that you are helping people, and you're you're being creative, and you know, is, was there ever kind of a, a specific moment you can think of? 
more like lots of little moments, I think, like, like yeah. little wins with clients when all of a sudden you get somebody out of pain and moving better or like the, their face lights up and they, they look at you differently. Sometimes little things like that, you know. Probably one of the most impactful things was um, when I first joined a gym, I first started getting fitter and I realized that I wasn't always this fat, wheezy shit. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I thought growing up that, I had real, real low self-worth issues. And I thought because I was asthmatic that I couldn't do anything physical. Mm. But it wasn't until I actually got to the gym and I started training the gym that I realized that actually if I just had my inhaler, waited a little bit and then carried on, I could actually do stuff. Yeah. So all that stuff prior to that, I'd just skip out. You know, I wouldn't play football, I wouldn't play anything like that. I'd spend most of my time with the girls because I wouldn't have to play. And it kind of, it caused a lot of issues back then. Yeah. So that was probably the defining moment when I first realized that actually I'm not this frail person I thought I was. And actually I did have full control of myself and I, I had a say in my destiny. So that was the big one that, that kind of led me down the path. And then from there it's kind of been little wins, little wins, little wins, little wins, probably right up until that, that power to achieve event was probably the big taking the brakes off moment. Yeah. But I knew before that, that that was direction I wanted to go. Awesome. Uh, again, you may have touched on it briefly there, but what was probably one of your most challenging times in your life? Yeah, that, that whole period was definitely challenged. I'll talk about it in the book a little bit as well, I'll kind of touch on it. Um, when I was 24, I was just getting into the gym. I, I decided I wanted to be a personal trainer. I was like, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. And then um, I actually got diagnosed with cancer in my throat. So that was Whoa. obviously a little bit challenging. You know, yeah. I had to have a lot of radiotherapy and, and that type of stuff. And that kind of threw me. I didn't really get back into fitness again for a couple of years after that. Because after the radiotherapy, it just, it's basically like being burned, like slowly. Yeah. So it meant that I lost loads of weight so I couldn't eat properly because it was around my throat. So when I could actually, I was like, oh, happy days. So yeah. I've been for quite a while. So oh, it's amazing. I can eat ice cream again. So that was probably a challenge. Definitely. Well, obviously it's a challenge. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also consider that one of the greatest gifts of my life at the same time. Well, I mean, around that, I want to talk about your thoughts around fear. And obviously, I'm sure when you first got the diagnosis, obviously that, that played a huge role, you tell yeah. me. But, and also how you've dealt with fear or continue to deal with, deal with fear because it's always there for all of us. So fear, fear has always been a big part of my life. Well, let's say it's going to be a big part of everybody's life and it? it's just normal. So as a kid, I was very scared all the time. Uh, when I was a doorman, the amount of fear I faced, you know, night after night and people getting in fights and all that type yeah. of stuff was a lot of it was there anything specific or what was like the the worst part of that that role that job because i'm sure probably once the the once you're in the action as it were or dealing with it you're you're going in you're dealing with it it's, you're not as fearful yeah. as maybe before or when you're thinking is it going to happen or so tell us a little bit about that i'm interested absolutely it's, it's like anything you know it's always the anticipation is the killer you know it's the stories you tell yourself while you're rushing around with those hormones that is the worst Hands down, it's, it's fucking horrible. Fucking horrible. Yeah. Didn't stop me doing it for over a decade, mind. But wow. But it taught me a lot about actually facing it, and that it wasn't that bad. And I read a book quite early on in my door career called "Watch My Back." You ever heard of it? No, I like the sound of it already. <laughs> okay, it's by by a guy called Jeff Thompson, and it was an autobiography of his days on the door. Yeah. And it was the first book that I ever read about a guy, because I've read a few about those, all about how hard they are and all that yeah, type yeah. of shit. And this guy who, who put it all out there, very vulnerable guy, uh, he spoke about the time that he was raped as a kid, constantly being in fear and all of these types of stuff. And 
how to overcome fear or, or more importantly, not let it knock you down. Yeah. And that was really what got me into personal development. I, I hadn't even thought about it back then. Yeah. But as soon as I read that book, I was like, wow, this guy is actually honest. You know what I mean? Because I'm shitting myself every fucking night. Yeah. So that really opened my eyes to A, it's okay to be afraid and B, if I want a better result out of myself, I have to actively work on myself mentally as well as, as, well as physically. So that book was a huge, huge influence on me. I highly recommend it. No, I really like, well, I was going to ask you a book recommendation, but oh, I think I'll take that. What do you think it um, taught you, I suppose, in, in being in an environment or a career or a job, like you said, for a decade where you, you're literally crapping yourself every night as opposed to someone who does a job that is so far in their comfort zone, they're literally asleep in life and not challenged. There's a yin and yang there. Obviously, you don't want to die and do things that are crazy dangerous all the yeah. time, but then you've got to get the balance. I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts around that? And why, why did you do it for so long? Well, the, the reason I did it so long was because I didn't know anything else. I, I had no skills. You know, yeah. I, I couldn't do a day job. So that was, that was kind of what I did. And that, that was me, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't until I started getting more and more into personal training and, and fixing people and that type of stuff that I slowly got away from it. And it took a long, long time to get away from it. What, what do you fear now on a more consistent basis? Is there any elements of fear in what you do now? Yeah, well, you know, like fear, like doing something like this, I get a little bit of nerves, you know, yeah. stepping on stage to talk, that, that creates fear. But I, I understood very on that if I let fear take over i'm in trouble yeah. if i let fear take over in the door that's it i'm getting a kick in yeah <laughs> so, so it's quite an extreme way of doing it but fear fear is something that i now i wouldn't say i relish it you know there, there's still times when i'm absolutely shitting myself but i know if i push through it i'm going to be better yeah you know it's, it's just, just part of it and if i know that if i avoid it i never can avoid it and i'll just sit in it and it'll ruin my life so fear is going to be there one way or the other I now look at it as something that guides me to move forward than actually hide from it. Awesome. So we're going to start to wrap this up with the alpha round. I'd like to start that up yeah, off with a book recommendation. You've just given us one. Can you just repeat? Watch My Back by Jeff Thompson. Highly amazing book. Great guy, great guy. A lot of love for that man. Amazing. Is there a particular quote that is one of your favorite quotes or just your approach to life, almost like your ethos, your motto that you know, really resonates with you? Yeah, yeah, there is. There's a quote that I use at the Super Self Summit, which I will use right now, which is my favourite. So that, that quote is, um, quit comparing yourself to other people's ideals. If a monkey compared itself to a cat, he'd think he's fucked up when he can't lick his own balls. <laughs> so that, <laughs> living <Yeah>. truth. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's a long quote, but definitely well worth it. It is, it is. <laughs> um, is there a particular resource that you use in your daily life um, and all anything you do around I think specifically obviously how to undo the shit the modern world does to us I mean you mentioned blue light glasses and goggles and that sort of thing is there anything that you think is really useful it's different yeah I don't know yeah. mate I don't know specifically about because I was in the, uh, the blue light glasses is there a particular brand or you said you've got a few that you think some are you think they're not so good these are good ones start with these or you know anything let's go specific in the, the, the blue light yeah, so, so blue light glasses what I did uh, basically get on Amazon check the reviews and do that but whatever you do don't get the pale ones you need like the red ones okay so not, not clear ones 
just because the clear ones don't block it out very well. They're not bad for the daytime if you're wearing yeah. your glasses at a computer, but at night, it's, it's a bit of an issue. So all I'll say is check the reviews, you know. All right then. Um, and from your network, and obviously being, having gone through the interview, who jumps to mind when I say would be a good recommendation to be interviewed on the Awaken Your Alpha podcast? Have you asked Shari? She'll be good. I think I've had her on. I think I've yeah, had her on. <laughs> yeah, no, she is good, isn't she? So we have like David Fleming, who is the creator of AMN Academy, who are a massive influence on my education. That man is a fucking genius. Okay, cool. Tell us a little bit more about that for the people who don't know the abbreviations, a bit more about him and his yeah. work. So, so AMN Academy is uh, the Academy of Applied Movement Neurology, and it's, it's something that I use massively. And it's all about really um, our neurological controls and our bioelectrical controls of the human body, making help people pain-free, moving better, and that type of stuff. So ultimately, it's about clearing up miscommunications in the body so the human organism can be better. Next, mm. if there's, let's say there's pain somewhere, like we said, you've got bad knee or whatever. So the brain has a say in that. The brain is telling that to her or not to her for reasons. The whole the way the system works, you kind of find out where these miscommunications are clear them out so the brain can see whatever it is properly so then it can function properly because we should be a self-healing organism essentially so that's kind of the idea awesome. it's very much rooted in functional neurology um a little bit in chinese medicine and some of the points and that type of stuff so yeah, it's very very cool big fan cool and if people want to hear and find out more about you and the work you get up to what's the best way they can connect with you so um Probably best place is Instagram. I'll put it on there a little bit more. Uh, at Gareth Riddy, that's me. Mm -hmm. um, Facebook, Gareth Riddy. Mm -hmm. uh, website, GarethRiddy.com. <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, and there will be other stuff coming around uh, Gareth Riddy at some point. Awesome. It's good to be consistent. Well. Unless there's, I mean, unless there's any parting words of wisdom you want to share with us, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure today. No, thank you, man. No, that's good for me. I'm yeah, fine. thanks for coming on. Honoured to be on, mate. Cheers, dude. Awesome, no worries. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. This episode is sponsored by TEDxCelerator. Do you want to do your TEDx talk? If the answer to that is yes in any way, shape or form, or you've always thought that would be a cool thing to do, if you've got any questions, Chris, please do reach out to me. AdamWalkerUK at me.com is my personal email. That will jump straight to me. TED Accelerator enrollment is open three times a year, so please do reach out. We may be just about to start one. We may be in the middle of one. We may be just about to finish one. Main thing is reach out today to secure your spot on the next upcoming TED Accelerator, and there will also be some pre-work for you to do. So it's best time to start taking action on this is today, and so we'll get you secured when the next group goes through. Also, if you want this to happen now, 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 there's also ways we can accommodate you in more of a one-to-one -one bespoke manner. All right, speak to you soon.